Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going? What have you been up to? Oh, I just watched uh, this episode of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, we're yeah. recording very shortly after both of us have seen it. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, really fresh, fresh off the grill. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, you know, impressions are thoughts for you on this one. So, yeah, excited to talk about it with you. The episode we're talking about is uh, Star Trek Discovery, Season 1, Episode 9. This is the mid-season finale, is what they're calling mm-hmm. it. Uh, Into the Forest I Go. Yeah, and and I think as you pointed out to me, that's a quote from a poem. Yeah, it's a John Muir uh, quote. Right. Uh, there are no forests that they go into. Spoiler. <laughs> Wow, I feel like this episode's ruined for me now. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't blame you, folks. If you just want to stop playing, stop streaming us right now. No, anyways. Uh, the episode begins with Starfleet Command ordering uh, dis- that uh, Discovery retreat before the Klingons arrive at Pavo. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is directly a continuing from the uh, previous episode. Yeah, pretty much. And, and I noted that they're um, in orbit around the planet, and I think it's. A very classic shot that we've seen in every Star Trek series that's had a starship. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that classic shot of the starship orbiting a planet. And I don't believe we've seen that shot yet in Discovery. Uh, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. Um, it's good to see a lot more of these classic Star Trek touches in the show. Yeah, definitely. And well, there, there'll be more that we talk about, I think. Um, so. Lorca complies, which was surprising to me. I was mm-hmm. like, no, no way. Lorca is just going to argue <laughs> against uh, Starfleet Command. But no, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to warp to the Starbase. And then I was thinking, wait a second. Why are they warping? Yeah, what's his plan? And also, the Discovery has a regular warp drive? Yeah, I, I mean. I didn't realize. Yeah. Well, they couldn't really use the spore drive before until they got right. the tardigrade. Right. Um. So they're warping because it gives them three hours to figure out a way to crack the Klingon cloaking devices. And mm-hmm. then they'll use the spore drive to jump back and protect the Povins. <laughs> so they'll disobey orders later. Yeah. They're they're premeditated in their disobeying of orders. Uh, as part of this ruse, Lorca orders Stamets to undergo a full diagnosis in sickbay. Uh, then it's the opening credits, so finally we're back to the standard structure for a Star Trek mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. But no um, Burnham uh, personal log. No. Or any logs. No yes. no logs whatsoever. No trees, no logs. Yes. No forests, See no See what logs. you did there. <laughs> uh, so one episode comes back. Uh, Burnham, Saru, and Tyler's solution... Uh, for this Klingon cloaking device problem is to send a boarding party aboard a Klingon ship and monitor the readings uh, while the ship is cloaked. And uh, Tyler suggests using the discovery as bait, uh, which I was like, hmm, is Tyler planning something? Uh-huh. Are we going to finally get our big reveal? Uh, unfortunately, Brenham says that it will take days to get the information that they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lorca has a plan using the spore drive. Of course, it all comes back to using the spore drive. 
Uh, in sick bay, the doctor discovers, uh, the changes to Stamets' brain and reports his findings to Lorca. Uh, Stamets claims he's fine, however, and that's mm-hmm. good enough for Lorca because Lorca needs Stamets to make 133 micro jumps. <laughs> nothing can go wrong. Uh, they- yeah, St- Stamets lies and says that he hasn't felt any side effects from using the sport or being integrated with the sport drive. Yep. Which he's no, is not the case. <laughs> he's like, I'm perfectly fine. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's, it, it, what is, you said Lorca's okay with it. Yeah. Lorca's basically says, uh, in not so many words that, uh, hey, it's not, well, it could, it, it's doing something detrimental to your brain and it could really hurt you, but it hasn't yet. So it's fine. Uh, Anything it takes. So, upon hearing that he needs to make 133 micro jumps, uh, Stamets is understandably hesitant. Uh, but Lorca manages to convince him by showing, uh, Stamets the plan for exploring space after the war is over. Mm hmm. Which includes, uh, I noted, uh, potential other realities or other dimensions, uh, other universes. Um,. Tyler is going to go aboard the ship of the dead to place the sensors. Uh, but Burnham has to convince Lorca to let her go as well. Uh, Burnham's argument is, Hey, I've been on this ship before. Mm-hmm. I can show you where the sensors need to go or I, yeah. you know, I could place the sensors. Right. I guess she has a pretty good memory. <laughs> remembers the layout of the ship, or I guess at least knows kind of what they're, they're going to be dealing with. But I have to imagine that she also has another reason for wanting to go back. Yeah. She might maybe. have a, might have a vendetta. Yeah. Maybe she wants to form a team called the Revengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so discovery jumps back to Pavo with the spore drive. Uh, the ship of the dead uncloaks and Burnham and Tyler beam aboard the Klingon vessel. Uh, as discovery keeps the ship of the dead busy, um, and while Burnham and Tyler are placing the sensors, uh, Burnham detects a human life sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find Admiral Cornwall, who is alive. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. Right, right. And Laurel. Uh, and then upon seeing Laurel, Tyler recalls all of the torture that Laurel subjected him to. And mm-hmm. it puts him into uh, into shock, a state of shock. Mm-hmm. Um, Burnham stuns Laurel. And so... The Admiral, she can't move her legs. Tyler is in shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's not, not good times. So it's up to Burnham to go it alone to the bridge to complete the mission. Mm-hmm. And, to the uh, bridge. <laughs> and, By herself. And when and I noted she's using a universal translator, so we can hear all the Klingon dialogue in English. Yeah, it's for the for I guess the first time, except when they've the the few things they've said in in English to the Starfleet uh, officers, like choose your pain, choose your pain. But now, yeah, we we get to hear it's kind of a neat effect. Um, you know, you definitely hear them speaking in Klingon at first, um, and then it it's sort of coming out of the Universal Translator uh, in English, and then you also hear Burnham speaking English and it coming out in Klingon, right. But then they thankfully uh, stop doing that. And they're just speaking to each other in English. Uh, so Discovery is jumping around and shooting the ship of the dead, uh, forcing the Klingons to cloak. And once it does cloak, uh, Discovery engages its micro jumps. Mm-hmm. And uh, to put it mildly, Stamets is not doing well. No. I mean, it's really cool. 
the discovery is is jumping all over the place, but uh, yeah, it's taking a toll on him. Uh, on the ship of the dead, Cole wants to warp away as Discovery jumps around. So Burnham comes out of hiding to stall him, and she challenges Cole to a one-on-one duel. Mm-hmm. As she do. She also calls his honor into question, which is uh, pretty sure to get you a one-on-one duel with a Klingon. Yeah. I mean, she has to buy some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cloaking device is cracked, and Tyler, Cornwell, Laurel, and Burnham are beamed onto Discovery. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Burnham takes Captain Giorgio's badge before she leaves. Yeah, he uh, he was using it to uh, pick his teeth. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty bad. You know, extra disrespect. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It, I mean, I don't mean it was bad. It was, it was, it was a pretty bad move, but uh, it was, it was pretty neat. It was very, uh, very fitting, I think. Uh, and now that they can see the ship of the dead, Discovery destroys the Klingon ship. Yeah, the big the big flagship of this whole Klingon thing is already destroyed. And there we go. That's the end of that. (laughs) That's the end of Discovery, apparently. So I'm sure you notice that Lorca, who's been abstaining from using his eye drops, Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that will, I guess, help his vision, uh, makes sure to put those in before watching (laughs) (laughs) the Ship of the Dead get blown up real good. Yeah, he's got to see the explosion. Yeah, he's going to take great. He's going to relish this moment. Uh, Later, Lorca is told that he will receive the Legion of Honor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Burnham visits Tyler in his quarters, and Tyler confesses that he had to do whatever it took to keep Laurel happy so that he could survive. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's obviously very shooken up about this. Mm hmm. Uh, Lorca commends Stamets. Uh, Stamets says that he will complete only one more jump, and then he's done. Yeah. So in essence, the discovery's done because you know unless they make a new navigator using the tardigrade DNA, um, there's no way to control the spore drive. Uh, later, still, Tyler has nightmares about what Laurel did to him, and I noted it's a lot more explicit than I thought it would be. Well, there's nudity. There's female Klingon nudity, yeah, which I think is a first. So they're just you know they're they're pushing the various buttons. On this series so far. Uh, Vulgar language, nudity, tons of gore. Yeah, it's definitely uh, pushing pushing the limits. Mm -hmm. Um, So Tyler visits Laurel in her prison cell, and she says that she'll never let them hurt him. And she finishes her conversation by saying, soon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. Something's going to happen soon, apparently. Uh, Discovery is going to jump one more time with a very long scene between Stamets and the Doctor, so you know everything's going to go 100% fine. Yeah, no one's going to get hurt or killed. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something goes wrong, and Stamets' <laughs> eyes go milky white. Uh-huh. Uh, on the bridge, the crew looks out, and they have no idea where they've jumped to. And yeah, that's... there's just some debris, and they ask if it's Klingon. Yep. But and, we don't know. And uh, apparently the show is now Star Trek Voyager. Yep. They'll never get home. Tuvok will never get home. Oh, wait. No, they get home. But spoiler alert. <laughs> and and that was it, right? That's the end of the episode. Yeah. That's the, way, big, the big cliffhanger for the mid-season the finale. Yeah. And in a, I mean, that's quite a cliffhanger. In a way, it, it, it was, you know, the way they were 
we're wrapping that up, um, you know, I started to get a little bit of suspicion partway through the episode, a little, little hunch that this, they were going to, there's something, there's going to be a big milestone. Like they were going to destroy the ship of the dead. Um, I also thought that they were leading to a jump that, you know, might, something was going to happen basically. Right. Um, and then it's all started to get kind of tied up with a bow. It felt like a season finale. Um, and maybe that's the, the whole, this whole chapter concept, you know, the war, you know, I did note that, you know, this wasn't the end of the war just because they destroyed the ship of the dead. Yeah. They made sure to be explicit that a, the war is still going on. Cole's dead, but there's still Klingons out there who want to fight. Mm -hmm. So, but now we can see through their cloaks or, or something. Or we can. The Starfleet can. I, I can't see through their <laughs> So what did, uh, what did you think of this episode? What are your uh, thoughts? I liked it. It felt very climactic. Um, mm -hmm. It was a nice uh, wraparound to have uh, Burnham go back to the Ship of the Dead and to defeat mm -hmm. the Klingons and to retrieve Giorgio's uh, badge. Mm -hmm. um, I was... I kept waiting for a Vok to show up. Right, because that's someone, you know, we don't know what their current status is. Well, there are rumors. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have theories or I mean, my I'm not alone in my theories, you know. But uh what do you what do you think? I I'll I'll tell you my theory, but I want to know what what your thoughts are on this whole Tyler situation. I mean, I could see it. Like yeah. all that torture that they showed of like the saw blades and stuff could be them restructuring Vok's face to look yeah. human. Yeah, it could be, you know, a very, very extreme makeover <laughs> to make him look human. You know, I think there's a definite chance that 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 those aren't torture memories. Those are memories of, of uh, surgery. Yeah. Um and then his the those memories of his intimate time, his private time with uh, the Klingon captain uh could very well have been Vok and her private time. Uh and it could be that when she told him by going to see those uh the the matriarchs or or whomever they were um and having to give up everything, maybe it really was every it wasn't just being Klingon, it was his, himself, it was his memory. And maybe when she says you know, soon, maybe some, she, there's some plan to reactivate him or something. Yeah. You know, because there has to be someone she gets out of the, out of the brig, right? So we'll see. But I think it's, it's being set up that way. So, you know, on, it, it, it does kind of fit, you know, if he doesn't even know he's Klingon, then, you know, it's, a, it's more believable that he's human. I guess my question would be, if this really is the case, how did he, how does he have all this knowledge about humans <laughs> and, and a life and, and all these other things? So we'll have to see. Uh, well, Laurel's parents were spies, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how she knows English. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe something along those lines, but um, yeah. So, so you, sorry, you were saying before I went into, to uh conspiracy territory. Oh no. I mean, I was saying I enjoyed the episode. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt very much like a series finale, which was their intention, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then it was the final twist of, oh, now they're stranded in space. Right. And not only stranded in space, but they have seemingly no means of knowing where they are, which would mean they're in totally uncharted space 
or perhaps another universe mm. or another, you know, I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting and, and probably no, no, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, not, uh, any sort of, uh, coincidence that Lorca brings up other universes or other realities earlier in the episode. Um, so here's something I went back, uh, after I watched the episode, I went back and I pre-framed on the captain's chair when he's in, he, you see that right before they jump that final jump, Lorca uses the terminal on his captain's chair to enter the coordinates manually. And you see the readout and it says Lorca says override Lorca. And then it says, uh, basically the coordinates unknown. Hmm. So there's, my thinking here is, is one of, of a couple of things. He's basically just wants them to jump anywhere as long as it isn't, you know, to the star base because well, of many factors that one is that he knows that Cornwall is going to recommend that he be removed from command. Um, also that Stamets will be gone and there'll be no more exploration. Um, so does he want to put them out into unknown territory so that they can go discover things? Um, the other thought is what if, uh, you know, what if it's a grander conspiracy and, uh, uh, Lorca is actually from another universe and he's trying to get back home because right before they jump, he says to himself under his breath, let's go home. Mm. So we'll see. Um, you know, there's some, there's some crazy theories out there. But uh, it's definitely, to me at least, looking like the miscalculated jump to unknown space was Lorca's doing. Yeah, and uh, you know he's he's a shifty he's a shifty fella. I mean, he's definitely been a puppet master uh, mm-hmm. throughout this entire series. Yeah. What if you know this whole time he's just been trying to figure out how to get back? He's been trying to figure out how to get home. If he's not actually Lorca. So you're saying it's like the Flash season one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. He's Shadow Lorca. Or he's the, the other speedster Lorca. <laughs> uh, so I made a couple notes. Um, if, if, if you want to hear them. Yeah. Uh, so one of my thoughts was I felt very much like as the, as the first half of the season, I guess you want to call it, as chapter one has progressed, they seem to be focusing less on Burnham. Yes. And more on kind of the ensemble cast, which feels a lot more Star Trek. Right. Um, I still think, you know, she did get her sort of mini redemption by, um, by squaring off and, 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 uh, retrieve, like you said, retrieving Giorgio's badge, com badge, or her, sorry, her badge. Uh, and, and sort of, you know, there's a moment that she shares kind of a glance with, uh, Mr. Saru and you get the sense that he's sort of proud of her. Um, and so it kind of ties that up a bit, but you know, and she had her solo fight with the Klingon. Um, so I feel like there, there was a good focus on her there, but otherwise, you know, I was almost feeling like Lorca was more in the traditional captain's role. Um, and everyone was getting some amount of screen time, the main characters at least. Mm-hmm. Um, also it's just crazy. We were wondering a few episodes ago, oh my gosh, how's it when I think it was episode uh, three, you know, where's this going to go with this whole Burnham's got a life sentence. She's a mutineer. No one likes her. 
And now she, it's just like that never happened. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just a total non-issue now. So it's almost like they just realized uh, that might be kind of torturous, you know, to like keep that up. Yeah, I mean, even season. even Admiral Cornwall was just like, oh, hey, it's you. Yeah, like, hey, Specialist Burnham. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I really, I, I really like this episode a lot, too. I feel like it was a great uh, close to, I guess, this and nine-episode story arc. Um, and I'm actually, it's making me wonder if this is kind of the format we're going to see. We're going to see extended story arcs of several episodes uh, from the show, with the backdrop being that there's still a war going on. Um, I don't know. I'm interested if that's the case. I'm interested to see this, um, you know, have, have some longer story arcs, uh, and then, but, but still get to have some variety in what's going on. Like, in other words, not have, you know, an entire season or a whole series that's based on this war concept, but have, you know, some different adventures that they can go on for several episodes. What happened to the Povins? Oh, Yeah. There's never any uh any resolution to that. No. Nope. I guess they I guess well, I, I'm wondering so they they kind of they stay at their planet for a little while. It may make it seem like after they destroy the ship of the dead, it seems like in that kind of wind down uh sort of um you know, they they uh, had like kind of like a montage where you're seeing everyone and what was happening with them. It seems like they were there for at least a little bit of time. So I'm assuming that during that period, they they checked on the Povins, um, but they never bring them up. They're never like, hey, you know, wow, we met a new alien species and we saved them. Oh, but the, the other the other thing when you think about that is that they do say the Klingons are coming. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the, basically, the Klingons are coming to get revenge for destroying the ship of the dead, so they got to get out of there. Right. So when the Klingons show up, are they just going to destroy the Poffins? I, I guess? <sighs> Maybe they won't know they're there. Well, just like the uh, Discovery didn't know they were there. But now, wait. Oh, they know they're there because... Yeah, because of the <sighs> ship of the dead went there. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we may never know. Maybe we'll have to have a future episode where they check in on them or something and they just go back and they find everything decimated yeah i don't know their big antenna destroyed which is what the klingons were going to do right they're basically they're like we're gonna destroy this place and destroy their big crystal antenna and then starfleet's like eh, we don't need the antenna anyway so whatever yeah well forget about this new civilization we discovered Oh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a uh, it was a really great uh, a great episode. What um, do you think of this chapter? This chapter, this whole chapter, one through this nine. Whole chapter. I mean, overall, I I liked it. There was definitely, you know, I don't know if it needed to be nine episodes. No, it, all of it this. definitely did not need to be nine episodes. So it was kind of drawn out. Um, but you know, in general, I like I like the story arc. Uh, you know, in a way, kind of reminded me of like an amped up version of the whole, you know, Zindi conflict or something story arc on, on Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Which is really kind of had a whole season long story arc, but there were, you know, standalone episodes in between. I think we kind of got one maybe standalone episode with uh, the Harry Mudd coming on board, uh, which was really great. But um, yeah, I liked it. How about you? Yeah, I liked it. Um 
It was a little too long. It this the series was really strong in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit weaker as it went in, and then at a certain point, it became very Star Trekky, or mm-hmm. it became more Star Trekky. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, okay, now I'm I'm on board for this mm-hmm. show." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely feel the same way, and I don't know what changed, but obviously these were written and put together, you know, over a long, very long period of time. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe they got to a certain point in production and they were getting feedback from, you know, executives or, you know, whomever they were screening the series for that was, hey, maybe we need to make this a little more, maybe even Rod Roddenberry, you know, like maybe we need to get to, to make this a little more like Star Trek. So I don't know, whatever they did, whoever said it, uh, bravo, because I think it's been helping the series a lot. Yeah. So, uh, well, you asked me what I thought about the, the season so, so far. What are your thoughts, if, if you have any, on um, the, uh, the direction they're going in now, next? <laughs> I guess we don't really know what's happening next, but... Well, they have to find out where they are and then try to make their way back to Earth. <laughs> so, Voyager. It's Voyager. Yeah. Well, the first, okay, this first part of the chapter was very centered on the war. That's a lot like Deep Space Nine. And now mm-hmm. they're getting into Voyager. Mm-hmm. And then they'll loop back around to original series. Yeah, maybe that's what they'll do. They'll, each <laughs> each chapter will be a different Star Trek. So at some point, you know, they'll go back to DS9. But it will be that uh, the inter- or the uh, Discovery will need uh, a lot of work after all the battles it's been in. And they'll have to move on to a space station. <laughs> And then it will just become DS9. Um, and then, yeah, then they'll get... Uh, but somehow, they'll also get Enterprise in there, too. I don't know how, but... I mean, it's a prequel series, so it's already like Enterprise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I, I I think they can still surprise me. I was not expecting them to destroy the Ship of the Dead and wind up this part of the story in this episode. Uh, yeah, so we won't have to wait too much longer for the second chapter. Uh, January mm-hmm. 7th is when it airs. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So a couple of months. Yeah, not too bad. So we'll, we'll, we'll be back then. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Yeah, see you guys then. 